0: My name is Gary Shotton and today we're going to talk about keeping your employees. And you know, this is a subject that was posted again when we say to our groups as we're calling in from America to East Africa, we say ask us the really tough questions and again, this is a tough one. We asked for it. How do you keep your employees? Let me explain a little bit about America and the situation and then the way I understand the developing nations. First of all, in America, we have to be careful to keep our employees. It's for a different reason because our employees typically can get a job someplace else if they're skilled. If we have, in our case, 65 employees, about 40 of them are skilled machinists, and the others are skilled in uh, quality and quality inspections and then management. So in our situation, every one of them can go get a job someplace else. So I have worked hard in making sure I keep my employees. I don't want to lose my employees. And I will tell you that our plant manager, that's the main person in production, has been with us 30 years. We have a a lady that uh, does uh, part of the human resources and and invoicing. Uh, She's been with us 20 years. We have many people that have been with us 10 years. My assistant's been with me 11 years. Of course, my wife's been with me forever, but uh, she's been there a long time. And so uh, very few of our key people have been with us less than five years. Well, how did we get that to happen? I hope to share some of those information. Now, in developing nations, the situation's a bit different because it seems that people are desperate for a job and they are looking for any reason to improve themselves. And sometimes, according to this question, they just get trained. That's true around the world. And just as soon as you got them trained, then they go and work for someone else or go and start competing directly with the company that trained them, that our Christian business leader. That's difficult. That's happened to me. Now in my particular case uh, it happened more when I had the trucking company with the moving and storage because it was a low cost of entering into that business somebody could start like I did with very little money and get started. My current business, I have a lot of capital, a lot of equipment and it's harder for people to do that now, but it's a real problem. Well, the number one thing I think you can do is provide a wonderful place for people to work. And I know that could be hard, and it's going to be sometimes parlays or becomes connected with don't grow too fast. Don't take on too many employees. But the employees you have, you kind of have an obligation to make it a, a very important goal of yours to be paying very fair not extra, but at least fair and on the high end of what other people are being paid. you got to pay on time. That's part of being a good business person. You can't drag your employees out. You need a good work environment. That's where, in our case, we could easily have people that are uh, cussing and saying bad words or have uh, pictures of uh, half of ladies that are not fully dressed and uh, hanging on the walls. We don't allow that. We don't allow things like that. We have a great working environment. And then, of course, we make sure that all of our workers have some form of advancement opportunity whether they go to another level inside their own skills. Uh, In our case we're always teaching people how to be better machinists or better welders and then we look for ways to advance people inside that. A good work environment is the first step. Pay is not everything. It's important but not everything. You'll have to recognize that some people working for you are entrepreneurs. Some people are more of a manager. In my case, I have a large host of very dedicated employees and I view them as the gift of administration. And in that, they're able to administer their own time, able to manage their own time, able to manage uh, their machine or whatever they're doing. And so you've got to recognize that some people are called to be an entrepreneur. And some people are called to be more what I call good workers or a gift of administration. It's not one is better than the other. It's something that is a calling from God. And frankly, the entrepreneur, you're probably going to have a little problem keeping that person for a long time. Because inside of them is a desire to be on their own, to do something different, to be their own boss. But most people are not that. Most people want a good place to work. They want to be able to make a fair wage. They want to be able to go home and have some kind of an enjoyment at home. They want to pay the bills, feed their kids, have tuition, pay for uh, uniforms, the things that are appealing to anybody. So, recognize and kind of think of your employees in that category. Are, are this, is this a, a really a person that's going to be content working for me, or do I need to kind of prepare myself that this other person probably is going to leave me sometime because they're an entrepreneur? Then number three, I think that uh, the word respect has to be mentioned here. It's a two-way street. I cannot hide it. I can tell you that I respect every person in my company. They're not all doing the same job. They know that I respect them. I cannot fool them. I cannot act polite and somehow make them think that I have respect for them. You see, respect is one of those things people pick up by your eye motions, your eye, your, the way you say something, not just your words. And so if you don't have respect for each and every person, they're going to probably look for a way to leave at the first opportunity they get. And they're not going to set under a situation where they're not heard, they're not, they're not, their ideas are not considered, they're not addressed in, re, in a respectful manner. And the flip is true, if, if you as the owner need respect also. I've had people that didn't respect me. I'm the owner, and they lost respect for me. And I had to sit down in a couple cases and say, you know, I think it's time for you to find another job. Because if you don't respect me, that's going to turn the whole thing upside down, and you need respect for each other. Then, certainly not last is number four, new challenges. Uh, We've come into the understanding that people, uh, most people do not want the absolute mundane, the same thing over and over every day, every year. Some people, a few, can live with that, but we try to create new challenges within our company. We don't have a whole lot of meetings, we don't have a whole lot of parties, we don't have a whole lot of, of fluff, but We try to say to every worker there that we're going to challenge you to learn more in your own field, to learn more about your own profession. Examples, we have people that are in the quality department. That means we have high-level, expensive quality equipment, and we buy some of those to make sure that we're on the top edge of our quality uh, provisions for uh, the parts that we make. That means each one of our inspectors, each person in the quality department gets to learn about that. I know for a fact our quality manager, that's one of the things he really likes about working at our company is that we're always introducing the best and newest and, and, and not always the most expensive, but something that's challenging him. He's going to a week of classes to learn and improve his skills. Then every one of our workers that's uh, out on the machine, we I, especially the young guys, I say hey and by the way we have a couple ladies now that with all the young younger machinist we say did you learn anything today and they say, well, I didn't think about that. And I say, my response is, well, this is an opportunity for you to learn a great deal about machining, about a cross-section of lots of parts, lots of types of things to do, but the responsibility is in you. Because we have a work environment that allows training and advancement and, and, and the ability for people to loo- learn new skills. And my closing comment with them is, listen, if you'll learn these skills, I want to keep you. But you could move to another state, another city. I hope you stay working for us. But you can take those skills with you. No one can ever take away the skills that you've learned while working here. And we have an environment for you to improve your skills. That'll, that'll work. People, it's not a game. We're not tricking people. We have in our country the right to work. That means a person can walk off our place for no reason at all. We have the right to let them go in a similar way, but we won't without a very justified reason. There's no value in scaring somebody. Don't ever think that you're going to scare someone. Oh, if you don't fix this or don't do this, I'm going to fire you. Don't do that. That's not going to work. You need to work with them, make clear guidelines. If they continue messing up, sure, you can give them a warning that's well organized. And, yes, we've had to fire people that, that we're not uh, producing at the rate and, and the quality that we wanted. Well, I hope this is helpful. We're here to help you inspire better business, whether it's in the U.S., in a foreign land. Keeping your good employees is critical for your long-range success. Thank you.